Welcome to the podcast filled with his love, the only podcast that draws upon both religion and psychology to help you strengthen your attachment relationships. Here's your host, Dr. Russ Osgothorpe, Emeritus Professor of Instructional Psychology and Technology, author and speaker. His latest book entitled Filled with His Love, Strengthening Our Attachment to God and to Others is available on Amazon now. Sometimes people ask, so why did you write this book? Or why are you doing this podcast? I'm sure some wonder if money was partly the reason because authors receive royalties on their books, and some make money on their podcasts, obviously. A favorite word of the current generation is monetize. They find ways to monetize everything. So I thought I'd make it clear that I'm not trying to monetize either the book or the podcast. I will be making no money off of either one. Not that I see money as some evil thing that's out to get us, but with this book and podcasts, that is really not my goal. My purpose in writing the book and doing the podcast is to help readers and listeners improve their relationships with God and with others. One of the questions that has pressed on me my whole life, and I really do mean for a very long time, is this question. How can I increase my capacity to love? I see this as a key that unlocks all the doors, the door to happiness, the door to fulfillment, the door to eternal life. So if you're listening now and you say to yourself that you have already figured this out, that you already have increased your own capacity to love as much as you want, all of your relationships with family and friends and God are perfect, there's really no room for improvement. This is what you say to yourself If you come to these conclusions, then, well, this book and podcast are really not aimed at you. When you write a book, publishers ask you right at the very beginning, even when you submit a manuscript, they say, so who is your target audience? Well, in my case, my audience is anyone who wants to draw closer to God and to God's children. I want to see if I can help people with the relationships that matter most in their lives, the ones they have grown attached to, their parents, their children, their siblings— their grandchildren, grandparents, etc. And how do I believe these relationships can be strengthened? Well, to become more attached to the source of love, the one who loves us more than anyone else, the one who can heal us from our brokenness and forgive us of our mistakes. When we become more attached to God, I'm convinced He can help us become more attached to those we love. Imagine, if you can, for a moment, what would happen in the world if everyone focused on increasing their capacity to give and receive love. There would eventually be no more wars, no more crime, no more murder, no robbery, no domestic abuse, no misery. This is kind of hard to imagine, I I agree. But no one would be written off, nobody. Imagine that. Think of all the people that are written off by society. You can't abuse or kill someone if you love them. Love is the key. I go back to Mother Teresa's words, quote, There are many in the world who are dying for a piece of bread, but there are many more dying for a little love, end quote. We have soup kitchens to feed the hungry, but I wish we could figure out how to have kitchens to feed the soul. Churches were created to do that, but so many are leaving their religious traditions. 
So we all need to band together and find ways to include those who feel excluded, to help those who feel they've been written off, or just to find a way to love them back into the fold. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that we need to do something really big, really dramatic to fix the problems we see all around us. But, but I'm convinced that it is in the small things, the unnoticed, the uncelebrated gestures of kindness, these are the things that change the world. An apology, an invitation, an expression of appreciation. Oh, we could use so many more of these. These are the triggers of real change, real improvement. We don't put off the natural man or woman in an instant. It's an every day, every hour kind of thing. This is how we increase our capacity to love. So you still might ask, so your book will generate royalties, and what will you do with that money? This is a good question. When the book went to press, I had to answer that question for myself. So I thought I would share my answer with you today. A few years ago, my niece Julie Hernando and her husband Junel decided to return to Junel's homeland in the Philippines and establish a shelter for children who had been sexually abused or trafficked. It's called the Lighthouse Sanctuary. You can find it on the web. They are helping such children rebuild their lives so that they can re-enter society and form healthy relationships with others. In the words of my book, they have all suffered from attachment disorder, most of them from the most severe form of it, called reactive attachment disorder. Sometimes it's called RAD or R-A-D. It's not a pleasant thing to think about, but if parents sell their children to be trafficked, the parent-child attachment has been violated in the most profound way. So I decided to donate all author royalties to their shelter in the Philippines. Here's a clip of my niece, Julie, explaining the purposes of the shelter. Lighthouse Sanctuary is the only shelter of its kind that does rehabilitation for sexually abused children in its region. I remember standing in a meeting, social workers shouting with joy. They are grateful to have that services available. The local government units are so grateful for the outcome of what's happening with the children, that not only are they able to be safe and put in a safe home after they leave the shelter, but they also are able to inspire their families, their communities, and their neighbors to protect children. I've been so impressed with what Julie and Janelle are doing to help the most vulnerable in our society. I can't think of a more tragic crime, a more horrifying human act, than sexual abuse of children. My book, Filled with His Love, is not about sex trafficking. It's actually about the ways we can form lasting, healthy attachments to each other throughout our lives so that such abuse will never, ever happen again. But I cannot think of a more fitting place to contribute the royalties of the book than to children whose attachments have been destroyed or broken by the evil actions of adults who should be their protectors. Like all serious crime, sexual abuse and sex trafficking would be, well, it would disappear if everyone was filled with God's love. It would totally disappear. 
How could someone who is filled with love hurt another person? It would be impossible. That is why, of all the goals we might have for this new year, increasing our capacity to love might be the most important. I like to imagine a world, and I know it's not very realistic right now, but I like to think beyond reality at times. So, a world where everyone is filled with his love. There would be almost no need for lawyers, no need for police officers, no need for judges. We would all work things out with each other. No lawsuits, no bickering over how to disperse estate funds, no verbal or physical or sexual attacks, none, absolutely none. There would still be lively conversations where one person takes a different view than another. Of course there would, but there would be no harsh words, no ugly confrontations, no verbal attacks, just rational, peaceful communication. Rather than being so focused on trying to make our point and win the argument, our intent would be to understand the other person's point. There would be no winners and losers, just mutually supportive friends. The book of 4th Nephi describes the world I long for, that I yearn for, the one that does not seem possible right now. But it somehow happened to those people after they attached themselves so firmly to God. And that was the prerequisite. That was the requirement. That's what had to happen before all that good feeling among them could come about. In a short verse with only 30 words, we learn that people came together. They actually loved each other more than they loved things or more than they loved fame. They stopped hurting each other and they made absolutely certain that no one went hungry. No one was driven to crime. Parents who sell their children to be trafficked often do it out of desperation because they can't feed their other children. Poverty lies at the root of so much crime. When poverty is reduced, crimes of all kinds go down. So how did this utopian society look? What did it look like so many hundreds of years ago? Here's the verse. Quote, And they had all things common among them. Therefore, there were not rich and poor, bond and free, but they were all made free and partakers of the heavenly gift. The subsequent verses go on to say that all crimes stopped, all disputations stopped, not because some new government program was implemented, but because they all loved God first and foremost. So this true account of a people who lived a long time ago should shake us into thinking that we don't need to accept our current reality as the only way people can live together. If we want the kind of peace and freedom and happiness described in that short verse, all we need to do is love each other enough. And that means really enough to help everyone acquire the knowledge and skills they need to sustain themselves. At the end of the verse is the phrase, partakers of the heavenly gift, quote. What does that mean? It means that because they had been baptized and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, they opened themselves to heaven. They listened to the promptings of the Spirit, and the Spirit told them how to help one another so that they could live in peace. 
This was the key. So my prayer is that we can all seek to be filled with the Lord's love, as those people were so long ago. Then, just like those people, we will open ourselves to the Spirit and begin to love each other as God loves us. In my next episode, I will continue discussing each of the chapters in part three of the book. If you have comments or requests, please feel free to contact me. Thanks.